0: for listening to The Folk Podcast. If you would like to become more involved with the Wisdom of Odin community, please think about donating to Patreon. At the lowest tier, you gain access to our community Discord. Uh, The next tier, you gain access to live streams. And of course, at the final tier, you gain early access videos, as well as your name in the end credits for all Wisdom of Odin videos. Thank you so much for watching, and thank you so much for whatever support you're able to provide. Hello, welcome to episode 40 of The Folk Podcast you might be noticing that Jacob's voice, which is me, is a little quieter than normal. And that is because I'm too loud for Germany. You see, I'm in a very small apartment right now, and there's a courtyard behind me, and apparently the walls are paper thin. And while I can be loud and boisterous in the United States, apparently that's not a very good thing here. It's going to get me, um, you know, German word for beat up. I don't know, but I'm going to try to be a little quieter. So in this episode, we want to talk about something that affects many people when they start on this path. It's something we kind of wanted to start talking about um, on the last week's topic when we were discussing Odin, um, which is spiritual exhaustion or spiritual burnout or just when you hit a spiritual dry spell. Um, There's many different things you can call it, and I know many people in this path experience it. Um, It's something that, you know, has happened to me. I think it's something that's happened to everyone in this room Uh, so we just kind of wanted to share our experiences with it kind of how we've gotten through it so that way when you kind of encounter this um, you know how to deal with it and maybe we can even kind of like isolate some things that make it happen or some things that you know you might not realize are causing it to happen Um, but boys um, is there anything you want to start with kind of like your experiences with spiritual burnout Ian I know you said you kind of were experiencing this here uh, pretty recently so uh, if you want to go ahead and share your story.
1: Yeah, so I actually just recently did a, uh, a post about this on my Instagram because I was going through something like this. Uh, so essentially what I've noticed, at least with myself, when I've hit a, a spiritual, you know, blockage or dry spell or just a lull in activity, um, usually what I, I've kind of come to realize is that it's usually from, it happens after a huge spiritual experience, whether it's a, you know something that I, I start doing that's new or like I'm, I'm led to something that's new or a new experience with a deity that, you know, is taking a lot of time and a lot of energy for me uh, to experience or learn about them or just have a connection with them. Um, or the way that I also see it as well is during that time, that that dry spell or that, that lull in activity, it's a way for you to recover and prepare yourself for the next big experience. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what I've been going through right now is I had a pretty decent time where was, I would say it was probably a few weeks, maybe a month of of not a whole lot. Um, I still try to do a few things as far as a few offerings, uh, you know, et cetera. Very very minor things that I feel like are a little bit more of my day to day practice. But as far as like big experiences or big uh, uh, you know breakthroughs or anything like that, I wasn't really having any up until. Uh, You know, the past week, honestly, Um, you know, it's been starting to come back and it was a very, you know, a huge experience and stuff like that with shadow work that I've been kind of doing. And then also with Odin kind of making himself, uh, you know, an appearance again in my life. Usually I feel like a lot of the times when I, I have an Odin experience right before that is I have a bit of a bit of a break in between things just to kind of prepare myself for it. But for me, that's kind of how I, that's where I usually get it. It's after a big experience or right before, like the in-between of a, of a big experience and
0: then that time in between another big experience is when I usually have these dry spells. So I think it's interesting, um, you know, you bringing up the dry spell in the sense, you know, I feel like there's different ways you can say like dry spell or, you know, burnout or something like that. Um, you know, in your sense, it's more of a, you know, a respite between spiritual experiences. Uh, For me recently, um, you know, obviously I I took a vacation very recently. um, And the reason I needed that is just because of all the things that have been going on. So for me, it was a, you know, I made that choice. I said, I need a break from spirituality. You know, I've made the wisdom of Odin, you know, obviously Norse paganism is my faith, but my faith is also my job now. And so it's it's been a very interesting thing to have, be surrounded by Norse paganism at all time. I mean, 90% of the people I talk to on a daily basis are Norse pagans. Um, Almost, you know, my mind is filled with Norse paganism at all times and so it you know I can become really numb to the experiences that I have um, if I'm not very careful you know if I don't take that time for reflection and I I really wasn't giving myself that time um, it was getting to the point where I would you know classify myself as a workaholic um, you know and I I had a couple moments you know like I I went to go see my parents one weekend which should be some time off and I remember I was like oh my dad has a gaming pc I should download a game and you know review it for the mid-guardian because I don't have a gaming pc and I was like oh my gosh I'm a workaholic like I'm supposed to be enjoying my time with my family and I'm over here thinking about oh the next thing I need to do for the Midgardian the wisdom of Odin and so and all that is wrapped up in my my spiritual experience and I was like I need to take a step back I need to just go off to a beach and and ironically I did end up having a pretty religious experience at the beach but it was because I completely detached I detached from the wisdom of Odin I detached from Norse paganism and I took the time for myself um you know I've made this religion as much as my life as anyone should. And let me tell you, you know, you really need to take the time and separate those values in your life so you can enjoy the faith still. Um, so it was a really important thing for me to do. Um, and yeah, and like I said, sure enough, like four days into this vacation, I was on the beach, you know, feeling the ocean, you know, wrap around my legs and seeing the moon rise above the dark sea. And I had a really good like ocean, like uh, you know, God experience. Uh, with Njord and Ron and Aegir and Mani the moon. and so it was really worth it. but you know deciding when you need time off is also a very important thing.
2: Now, I know <clears throat> re- sorry recently I've been uh, like Ian was well and really I guess like Jacob. So my job my job isn't Norse paganism. like I, start, I recently started a new job uh, working at a brewery and I've like the only thing I've been doing is working <clears throat> and family. And um, I I, I can't connect for anything (laughs) for the last, I don't know, month or so. I think it's when I, I think I started like the beginning of May.
0: So I guess a question for you as someone that's, you know, you know, especially someone being on the podcast and being part of this community, do you feel guilty or is it just something that you've accepted as a part of life?
2: uh, Sometimes it's one of those things of like, why, you know, why, why is this happening whenever, you know, it's especially being, you know, what. Sorry, I don't know why I keep doing that, um, especially being, like, a fellowship leader and everything else, like, inside the, the, you know, the wisdom voting and then doing this right here as well, you know, where we are literally, like, part of what our, I don't want to say duties, or I guess, like, a, I don't know, one of the things we get to do is, like, we, we get to try to help other people with, you know, their journeys, um, but we have to accept that, you know, these spiritual dry spells and where you feel like you can't connect anything, they're a part, they're a part of this path, and they're a part of the people that we're helping uh, pass it's a thing that's going to happen I've been telling my wife that she's going through her you know her honeymoon phase right now and eventually she's going to hit a spot where she's going to go a, you know a stretch of time whether it be a couple months or you know of whatever of where she's not going to feel anything or it's going to be very difficult to feel anything um, but I think I've figured out the way that I'm going to get out of it is I'm, I think I'm going to go to Red River Gorge on the weekend of the solstice um, coming up, and. I'm just going to do some solo camping out in the woods. Something I've never done before.
0: Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Especially my, you know, uh, old Kentucky home, you know, say hello Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you buy, like, you can buy like camping passes, just stop at one of the gas stations. You can buy them. It's super awesome. Um, But yeah, no, that's uh, I mean, that's really great. I'm glad you're taking the time for yourself. And I think, you know, that's a really good thing, you know, part of this conversation too, is how to jumpstart, you know, taking that break, but also knowing that it's like I've taken a break, how do I restart it? How do I I ignite that fire again? Um, And it's usually, I think, easier than you'd expect. I mean, really, you just need to put yourself in an environment where you can focus on the gods like you've okay you focus on your family, you focus on yourself, you focus on your career. How do you focus on the gods? I mean, we don't necessarily have churches. We don't, you know, nature is our church, you know, go out into nature, you know, but give yourself that time, that time to reconnect. And I think a camping trip is really great for that, especially solo, um, you know, that way you can really detox life and be, allow yourself to experience that, that spiritual
2: world. And I think, like, honestly, I feel like we're we're probably the hardest on ourselves about this, about these things, you know, because we've said it a thousand times before, it's like, the, you know, the gods are these living, well, You know, these living beings or entities, you know, they, they wander around and do, they do other things. So they're not always going to be available to us. And we're the ones that are hard, you know, we're harder on ourselves than they are on us as being like, you know, what did I do for this? Or why am I not worthy? Or,
0: you know, X reason. So sure, to pull you in here, because I have a twofold question. One, have you ever experienced spiritual burnout? And, you know, do you want to share any of that? And two, I want to know the Christian side of spiritual burnout. Is this something that is discussed in the upper part of Christian, you know, ministry? And is this something that is is talked about in the church very actively?
3: Definitely. I've experienced it both as a Christian and a pagan. And it is a spark with with uh, Christianity, uh, more so as you trying to connect to God in that aspect. Because, you know, he's an omnipotent, all-knowing deity as they're taught in Christianity. But as Baker said, you know, th- our gods, the gods, no matter which pantheon you worship, they're busy. They have their own things to do. They're not always going to be available. But spiritual burnout is a, necess- a necessary thing because if, you, if they just constantly walk with you and show you new spiritual and develop your spirituality – and you, you learn more and more, and you don't take the time to process it, then you're, you're wasting it. Uh, there's a biblical verse that has always stuck with me. Um, and I don't remember the, the actual verse of it, but it talks about getting to the meat of your spiritual self. Like Whenever you become new to any faith, uh, you're going to start small. You're going to see the signs, and it's going to be baby steps. So you're going to be drinking the milk of that faith. But to grow in whatever uh, practice you're in, you got to get to the meat. You got to get on the meat and potatoes. And you can't do that if there's not a spiritual burnout. So you need to take the times of, you, of your burnout, of you not feeling the gods, not only to just focus on your life or to take, stay, take away and step, a, step away and take a break, but to learn what the gods have taught you, whether it be Odin, Thor, Frey, Nord, Uh, whatever deity you're working with, uh, doing shadow work, you know, making sure you're improving on on what you accomplish there. Just, you know, you're giving time, the fates, the universe, the gods are giving you time to learn and apply what you learn.
0: So an analogy I actually just thought of um, while you're saying that is um, to me, you know, faith is a discipline in a a way. So I think you compare a lot of the problems you struggle with faith um, with discipline. So like, if you take like working out, like I suck at working out because it's a discipline. And I think this is very common um, that when you start working out for the first time you see those immediate results. You, your veins start popping out a little bit more, your muscles become a little bit more toned. Um, and you, you know, you go through the paces that you already know. I'm gonna jog, I'm gonna bicep curl, I'm gonna do crunches. And it's like, you do that and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I feel great. Like, but then you hit that two week mark, that three week mark, and all of a sudden you start you stop seeing those results immediately you stop seeing those veins pop you know you stop seeing you know the the daily change in your body and all of a sudden you get tired doing the jogging you get tired of doing the bicep curls um, and the crunches like you know it's it's not fresh anymore and you burn yourself out and you get tired of it and i think it's the same way with um norse paganism as well is that you know you come into it you might know a few things you know vikings you know runes you know odin you know Thor. And so you get, you rush at those things and you start feeling those immediate reactions and maybe you start learning from it, but before too long, like you need to start moving on to other things and learning other things. Um, And then, you know, if you don't do that, if you don't bounce around in the faith, I mean, yes, you can have a focused path. I mean, you can also just focus on your biceps 24 seven, but I think it's, it's better in a polytheistic phase to have a very rounded experience, especially when you first come into it. And and until you really learn, okay, I love this faith or I love working out. Now I'm going to focus on biceps. now I'm going to focus on Freya. Um, but I really do think you need that overall experience first. So that way you don't burn out in the very beginning.
1: I think that's a, honestly a really good way of looking at it. <clears throat> because I, I, I've noticed that it was something that I kind of touched on when I talked about this. Um, was that I feel like a lot of people, when they first start and they hit that honeymoon phase, and then once that honeymoon phase starts to fade away and they start to hit that first initial uh, You know, lull in activity. It's where I feel like a lot of people then either they think that they're not worthy, or it's not for them, or they did something to upset the gods, etc. Whatever it may be, kind of like what Baker talked about, and then they they see that as a sign. It's like, oh, this isn't for me, and then they step away. And whether that's stepping away from the faith as a whole, going back to an old faith, or exploring a new faith, whether it's a different you know pantheon or whatever. I feel like that's a very common occurrence is that people kind of experience those those stoppages and then they see it as they're not meant for this. And then they step away when in reality, I mean, it happens to all of us. You know, like what you were saying, like I just went through one other long ago. I've practiced for going on, you know, seven years now. And it's one of those things that, you know, I, I know... How to recognize it, and that obviously comes with experience. So if you if you are new and say you're six months, eight months, maybe a year in, right, and you've had all these crazy experiences, you've seen all you know, you've had all these signs, et cetera, et cetera, and then you hit that first stoppage and that first just lull in activity and that pause, you then I think overanalyze it and overthink it, and you you immediately go towards the negative which is, I I feel like it's just a very common thing that we as humans do is we kind of initially go for the negative aspect of it and think, oh no, we did something to mess up. We angered the gods or a God or something. And then you're like, well, now I'm just gonna, this isn't meant for me, or maybe I'm not worthy. And then you pull away. When instead of realizing that this is something that you're going to go through. Because if you were, if we were to have experiences, you know, every day, you know, regularly, you know, our entire lives and our entire time during the practice, that would burn you out in a whole nother aspect. You know, like that's, you just could not handle that, I don't think, otherwise you would end up like Odin and be absolutely mad and insane. You know, so almost as a a mental like fortitude or mental like way of, of healing yourself from certain spiritual experiences, these breaks are a necessity into not basically going absolutely insane. Another, long,
0: oh, go ahead, oh, go ahead. I, I was, was gonna, gonna throw say, another sweet analogy out there.
3: Oh, I was just gonna add on to what Ian was saying there, you know, uh, when you're talking about the burnouts and everything, um, well, I had the thought, but I lost it. Go ahead, Jacob. It's cause to you wanna hear the sweet days. analogy. Yeah.
0: Probably. So my favorite food of all time is sweet and sour chicken. Um, I judge every Chinese restaurant on their sweet and sour chicken. Let me tell you, if you put the sauce on the side, you already lost. But there's a place in Ohio I found. It's called China Cottage. Go there if you live near Ohio. Um, and they actually cook the sauce with a sweet and sour chicken with pineapple, onions, and peppers. And the reason I'm saying this is because I would do anything. If I was on death row and they asked me what my last meal is, i tell them, I want you to bring me China Cottage sweet and sour chicken. But if I ate that five days in a row, I would be sick of it. Like, I've eaten it two days in a row. I've eaten it three days in a row. I really have. But- trust me, by that third day, I'm like, I don't want this for another month. And it's really, you you, um, you can have too much of a good thing, especially of the same thing. Like you, no matter, you, you don't want to sit there and say, I hope I have a newer experience every single day. Like, why would you want that? Like, why in the world would you want that? Like, do you want to give an offering every single day? Like, no, like, you know, say, you know, I'm not saying, like savor the experience, savor the experience you have with the gods. Um, you know, I feel like we live in such a, an instant gratification era, especially with things like TikTok, you know, where it's just like, you have one minute, you know, videos to satisfy your brain. You don't have one minute moments with the gods and then it's the next one, then the next one, and the next one, and the next one, it's not an endless feed. It's not an endless scroll. You know, you get one moment, you know, every now and then, you know, and you can't take a picture of it often. And so when you're in those moments, you really got to learn how to savor them. you got to really learn how to fully experience a moment with the gods and hold on to it. So that way, when you don't feel that deity for another month, two months, a year, you have that one experience you can look back on and know I had an experience with this God.
3: That's what I was going to say is uh, the problem being with these spiritual burnouts is because we live in an instant gratification day. You want a video, you can find it. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, all of our social media is engineered to feed us what we like. It, it knows our personality. So it's constantly getting a constant simulation of that. And so whenever you sit there and you, you walk a pagan path or any kind of spiritual path, really, and then you have that first uh, dry out, that first drop in inactivity, we immediately freak out because in today's society, we're so used to being constantly having what we like at a moment's notice that we don't know what it's like not to have that gratification or feeling. And that's the one thing you got to learn to deal with is not to lose hope or lose sight of what you're going through on your spiritual journey. So something that
2: just, uh, I just thought of while we'll sit here, and listen to you all three, uh, talking. And I don't know if y'all have experienced this as well. Um, and I'm not trying to get my hopes up for, when I do this camping trip to try to get out of this one that I'm in right now. But the last time I was in like a really bad spiritual funk, which I don't know to say if it was really, I don't know to say if it was a spiritual dry spell or if it was a trial in itself, because I I couldn't connect anything. It was kind of like the first time I ever did that or had, had went through that in my path. Um, But I said like last week, the way that I got out of that was when I went and did that nine day fast Uh, where I didn't eat for nine days. And all I had was, water one cup of black coffee and one cup of green tea and sometimes a thing a thing that i've found well just in that experience was that you know sometimes you can have these really insane super profound uh, moments and lessons um and you know have this unlocked access to things you you know didn't think were possible after going through some you know making it through one of these and like i said it may not be the same experience for everybody i'm curious to you know, hear what y'all, if y'all have anything similar to that.
0: But so I don't know if I have any necessarily anything too similar to that, but kind of bounce off of it um, is when you try something like that and you fail and you don't have something big happen, Um, you know, because I've had that before, but I feel really disconnected from the gods. I'm like, oh, well, I need to do is I need to go outside. I need to go to a waterfall. I need to give an offering. I need to meditate. And like, I go do those things and I feel nothing. And it's like, and I feel like I'm trying to force it. I'm trying to force an experience to happen. Um, and just like with Buddhism, you know, just with like enlightenment, if you try to force something, if you try to force a spiritual experience, often it won't happen. Now, I think creating yourself an environment and then going about your day in that environment is a great way. Like you're like with the camping. I think okay, great. You're gonna go camping. You know, your goal is to have a spiritual experience or to have a spiritual reconnection. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going out there to camp. You need to cook food. You need to set up your tent. You know, maybe explore the land you're in a little bit. Set up where you're going to poop. And it's like, and all through all those things, being in that environment and that headspace, maybe then you'll find an experience. You know, maybe you'll be pooping and all of a sudden you will have a spiritual experience. Now I joke, but like, seriously, like, um, like Martin Luther, the guy that like reformed Catholicism into Protestantism had the idea for Protestantism While taking a dump, so never discount the small experiences in life because you never know when you'll have a spiritual experience. Just make sure you're in an environment that can allow it to grow. Um, Because trust me, I have tried so many times when I'm I feel disconnected that I'm just trying to force that experience. I mean, and it 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 just it just doesn't happen. And so um, just make the environment right, and I think the experiences will find you. I think that's the biggest issue that a lot of people find themselves in
1: is that once they, they have that, they find themselves in that, that break, they, they force it and they try to you know, make the offerings or try to deep dive into something. And it's, it's, it can be frustrating. And I think the, what really matters is, is that learning that discipline of accepting that right now is not the time, that you need this break. You need to look at a different aspect in either something in your life or in the practice or whatever, you know, like, for example, for myself, some of the things that I do when I find myself in these, in these, uh, in these breaks is I will start to read, you know, something like a book that I have that I haven't started yet that may involve, it may or may not involve the path. Usually it does, but, you know, at least that way I'm, I'm actively doing something within the practice where it's not necessarily spiritual, it's more of the educational side of it. And, you know, looking into the history of things or uh, doing more personal growth, whether it be shadow work. So in a way I'm still working with things involved with the with the faith and with the path, but it's, it's not necessarily like communicate, trying to, you know, make an offering and communicating with the gods or feeling anything like that. It's more of a, it becomes more of that personal growth aspect that I think for me, at least, helps a lot. I, I have, a few people that I have talked to about the same thing have said that's roughly what they do as well. Is it's, it's, they focus more on their self and their self improvement and and you know bettering themselves in this
0: lapse. So a thought that just crossed my mind is um, one of the things I think people struggle with, especially when they first get into the faith, is um, doing the research but not actually practicing what they learn. Um, it's, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a burnout, but I think it's a roadblock people experience is they, you know, they study the runes, they read about the gods, um, you know, they, they read the Poetic Edda five times, they, they read the Havable 20 times, and they still haven't had anything happen. And they're like, why haven't I felt the gods? And I really do think it's putting what you read and you experience into practice. Um, something I said in a video that um, came out um, right before this podcast episode came out in my Norse gods of the, uh, the ocean is basically right at the end, I say, you know, these are this is just me just sharing my experiences. Now these experiences are informed by historical documents are informed by stories from other people. And then I'm sharing them with you. And then we're filtering that, you know, and this, and then take that with you but don't take my experiences as law. And so I think something that, you know the wisdom of Odin community has really helped in Norse paganism. Um, and something that I think is the heathenry in general is really needed is the experiences is not being afraid to have new experiences with the gods. Um, stay informed honor the roots, but don't be afraid to go out and practice. Um, this isn't a Bible-thumping religion. This isn't a text-based religion. This is a, an action-based religion. And especially with how little we have written down, I don't really think there's enough religion there in the source material we have. And I mean, they're really not even holy books. And so I really do think that, you know, if you're feeling yourself hit that roadblock of you've done the research, you've read the all, you've read the Poetic Edda, you just need to go out and do it. So
1: yeah, that, that's one reason why I, I tend to read and do research when i'm in these breaks is because it opens up new opportunities for me to try new things once that break has ended and once i get back into a sense of of active spiritual practice because then i take whatever i read about or or you know heard about whatever it may be And I can, I can take notes on and be like, okay, how can I apply this to myself? Because obviously everybody's going to have relatively different experiences doing the same thing. So looking at how I would have, you know, how I practice and then take that, that whether it's a form of meditation or a form of shadow work, rune work, whatever it may be, I can then kind of start to analyze how I would go about doing this. And then when I feel that, that spiritual connection, again, I can then. Experiment and try these new things that I read about, you know, or heard about other people doing, and kind of add my own twist on it as far as how I practice and see what works for me or see what I get out of it. See if it's, you know, similar to, you know, somebody else that did the same thing or who, you know, whoever I read it from. Like, if it's similar to their experience or if it's something completely different, you know. And I think that's like goes on like what you were saying. Like, sure, you can read and read and read and read and read all these things. But just by reading stuff and all this, you know, all the information that you can gather, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a a spiritual experience just from the reading. You have to actually go out and practice those
0: things. Like I said, I think you're more likely to experience the gods when you're pooping instead of reading. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it's really, I I really do think that actions speak louder than words, uh, especially in this faith. Um, I mean, words can come involved, but I mean, once again, this is not a Bible-based religion. And I, I really... Uh, when I first started The Wisdom of Odin, that was something I was so critical of, of a lot of heathen groups I saw online, is it's like they were basically having like Bible readings of like the have them all and like dissecting the language. And I'm like, why? That's not, this is not how you experience this, this faith in a modern way. You know, you're taking, I mean, when they were starting to bring back Germanic paganism in Germany, they were starting to talk about like, okay, they based it off the Catholic church. And it's like, I get it. You're coming off of a knowledge that you knew, but at the same time, like it's not that. And so I really do think that, you know, approaching it from a pagan way is the,
2: the best way to get past roadblocks. Throughout this draft spell that I've been going through, the one time that I've actually felt the gods, and it's been consistent, is where I'm at this new job, people are asking me about paganism. They're asking me about the gods. They're asking me about this, that, and the other. And when I'm sitting there explaining those things to them, I get the feeling of the gods. If I'm speaking about Odin, I feel Odin. If I'm talking, if I'm speaking about Freya, or I can't really say Freya or anything like that because I've not really had an experience with her, um, and I'm limited to Freya, but I've explained things about Freya and Thor, and, and I've felt them like in those moments that I'm speaking to them. And as soon as I stop talking to that person, they go away and I'm like, why? <laughs> um, I actually have somebody who may be coming, they, they may come up to check out the gathering. Dude is like I was, was an ag- ag- agnostic, um, but every, di- every time I see him, he's asking me like 15, 20 questions about Norse paganism and stuff like that. How you get him? Oh yeah, no, like the last day we and him worked together, uh, we were, I was showing him like all of High Lung and Wardrino's music. And I was like, tell me how this makes you feel. And he was still, just like, you're pretty close. I'll tell you exactly what this song right here means. It was like Hylvigen and, uh, oh, nice. and all of those. Yeah. And I was blown. I could just see his mind start to go.
0: Every time and- <laughs> we've had an agnostic atheist or pagan questioning person come to a gathering by like the second day I go up to them and their eyes are like super wide. I'm like, how you doing? They're like,
2: i think that's going to happen with this one i think he's going to try to come to the central gathering and for like come by and visit for a day
0: Uh, that's always just a day until you get them um, but bringing it back to like spiritual roadblocks and things like that, um, I do want to expand a little bit more on like, Ian, you were kind of touching on it, like the spiritual hangover, like something that happens right after a large spiritual experience. Um, and I think the hangover and the burnout can go hand in hand when you do go too hard on the faith, when you do try to give an offering all the time. I mean, again, this is something that happened to me is like, you know, this my full-time job. You know, I was, shoot, I'm making videos about the gods giving offerings to the gods going out in nature. And all of a sudden, like, you know, it just, you know, numbs your mind becoming numb to experiences. And I feel like, yeah, in this podcast, we've kind of touched on it a little bit so far, but um, you know, Jolan, have you ever felt like numb? Like, you you know, you like see a sign from a God, like you literally have like a raven, like laying on your car and you're like, Oh, whatever. But like any other time you would take that as a sign and like, you know, having that numbness to, or, or turning a blind eye to signs from the gods. I mean, have you guys ever had anything like that? I wouldn't say
1: that I've I've necessarily turned a blind eye to it, but I, I've definitely had situations that have popped up <clears throat> where I have seen something that if I wasn't necessarily in a blockage or in burnout or a, a spiritual hangover, where I would have obviously taken it maybe a little bit more seriously. But I, I experience it more as I just accept, like, oh, this is so and so potentially trying to get my attention, or they're just checking on me, or what what have you, you know. Um, you know, just the other day actually is a pretty good example. I was at the grocery store and I was heading back to my car. Um, It wasn't a raven, but it was a blackbird. And I went to go put my cart in the little cart carousel thing. And uh, yeah, this blackbird just landed right on top of the little like indicator thing or whatever stating like, hey, there's a cart carousel here. And it just stared at me, you know, and most of the time these birds would fly off if they were in parking lots, you know, I walked by them, as I'm going into the store and they fly off, but this one you know, just landed there and was just watching me. And I did a couple of different walks past it to see if it would actually just fly away, if it was just a fluke that it may have not noticed me or something. But I, I didn't necessarily take it as, as a sign, but I just accepted it as, you know, potentially something or someone just being like, hey, checking up on you, like, what's up? Like, how you doing kind of a thing. But I wouldn't necessarily say that I've intentionally just been like, eh. I don't feel it right now, so I'm not going to, I'm going to block out the sign. I just kind of accept it as a, okay, somebody's checking on me.
0: So the last time I really had this happen um, was uh, just before I left for this trip. Um, I had a, uh, like a seashell, like that I had found on a trail and, you know, I've, I've been, kind of like in this weird relationship with New where like I've gotten a tattoo of for him, like on my lake that Caleb did, like Baker did. Um, and I, you know, and I find, I find seashells all the time. And I just feel like I just kind of turn a blind eye to it. Like I live in Kentucky. Why do I keep on finding seashells? Like what is happening here? And I feel like I just like, kept on glancing over it. And I really do think that I was looking past these experiences and not seeing all these New York moments because I was so like, you know like oh, well, I don't live near the sea. So I'm not gonna have these New York experiences. But the moment I hit the ocean on my vacation and I put my feet in there and then like kind of decompressed, it hit me all the different experiences and small things I have missed from him like I have seen seabirds like seagulls in Kentucky like and I I think it's just like oh well whatever but it's like no there's a seagull in Kentucky why am I not recognizing this as a thing or you know I'm finding seashells or I'm finding sand in places and you know again minor things but I think I feel like when you don't you know when you get numb when you're not allowing yourself the time to decompress and really evaluate your experiences you start missing things like that I mean luckily you know sometimes they, they do come back up and you get to look back on them, um, but yeah, it's five. Was really a recent thing that I've, I've realized. I'm like, huh you can feel New York not near the sea.
3: <laughs> I guess for me, as far as like not paying attention to signs, stuff like that. Uh, I told y'all earlier, but it's been raining nonstop here, and you know I'm a big <laughs> Thor guy in the unit, and I haven't worked with Thor at all this year. And it took uh, my first offering to him was right after a lightning bolt hit like 20 feet in front of me. It was raining on the job. And so I was like, all right, Thor, you obviously want my attention. Let me, you know, give you some time and, and dedicate some time to you. But like for it's been three weeks of solid rain, thunder and lightning. And usually I'd, I'd go off and try to spend time with Thor, but I didn't do it at all.
1: I think it's kind of what you were just saying, Jacob, with looking back at some of the signs, you know, or like the, the things that we may have overlooked in the past. And then when you kind of hit that realization and then you start to look back on it all. It made me think of of my experiences, you know, and you know when I started working with the wolf, you know, I was on, I was literally on the phone with you when I started making connections about certain things that, um, you know, I had had when I had experiences with them, and it was just connecting the dots and connecting more and more and more and more, and it was that actual like realization, you know, when you start to look back at experiences and and whether it be dreams, visions. You know just science and when you start to connect them all into where you are currently i mean it can be a really huge thing and i think that's kind of falls hand in hand with some of these with this uh with these breaks in big spiritual experiences is you start to it's usually then i feel like when you have a lot of these experiences that you do overlook but then when you have that breakthrough and then you start to like you start to look back on everything and you're just like oh That was this, this could tie it, this ties into this, 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 and then, yeah, you have, you know, that it's always sunny. Charlie, crazy, you know, crazy red string theory thing going on, and you just start connecting all those dots and all those signs together,
0: you know. Well, one idea I was thinking too is like multiple projects. You know, like uh, you know, uh, craftsmen, painters, um, video game makers. I mean, they have multiple projects going at once because eventually you hit a wall with it, and you need to leave, and you you know come back to it later when you have another epiphany. Um, you know, and I think about puzzles. It's like you know, puzzles going to be really, you know, annoying. Like five hundred thousand piece puzzles, and a lot of times people work on multiple at the same time because eventually they'll be like, ah. I can't figure this one out. And then you go to a different one and you start working it. And I feel like that's kind of what this faith is at the same time too, is you have multiple puzzles. You have the New York puzzle, you have the Freya puzzle, you have the Rune puzzle, you have the, you know, the Yictrasil puzzle. And throughout life, you keep on adding pieces to that. You find more. um, And sometimes you don't actually find where that piece goes. And sometimes it's like, oh, it doesn't fit yet. You set it aside and then you run into something later on. It's like, wow, it fits with that piece and this fits here. And so, and I feel like that's so many different aspects of this faith, but you have to be patient because the pieces aren't always there. I mean, and honestly, we're never really gonna have a complete picture and you have to accept that kind of coming into this faith for the first time, Um, but also accept that, you know, you're working on multiple puzzles at once.
2: I've got something to add on to like what, um, similar to what Ian was saying and it goes with what you were saying as well. So I I believe I told y'all about like after the fall gathering um, where I, which I guess, I think I took like the day off after the gathering to like recuperate before I went back to work. I was sitting here at the house, and I heard this. Uh, I heard a woman's voice, like directly into my ear, whisper Freya's name very loudly. And I took that as a, I needed to start working with her. Kept trying to do that. Kept trying to do that for like a month. Never could get the connection to build. In the mail. Fast forward to you know April, and I I introduced my wife to Freya, and she has like hit the ground running with it. And yesterday I made the realization that oh, when that happened. I wasn't supposed to take it as a, I needed to work with her. It was that I was supposed to introduce my wife to her. I just didn't know that at the time. I remember thinking back on, it, I'm like, I I know at that time I was sitting there trying to figure out, you know, like, I wish I could help her understand better all of this stuff and help her find something that makes her feel more comfortable and accepted than how she feels trapped in her previous mindset, which was, you know, Christianity. Um, So it's just one of those things you, in in retrospect, you be like, why didn't I see this sooner? But it just wasn't meant to be yet. I just think that's like the pieces, of the breadcrumbs.
1: Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I, I started interrupt. Um, I think that's a, why that's a very good idea to keep a journal of experiences like that because, it, like you were just saying, that wasn't necessarily a an experience with Freya that was meant for you. You were just meant to introduce your wife, in this case, to Freya. But there's, there's tons of different experiences, I mean, that I've had over the years where it's been, you know, something that wasn't necessarily meant for me, or I still don't know what, it, you know, that intended purpose is or that intended reasoning behind it. Um, but I keep track of things like that. Like I have a journal specifically meant for, you know, visions and basically spiritual experiences as a whole that are a little bit more on the... Um, oh, it's like the more of the mindset or the the actual, yeah, like the spiritual side of things and not necessarily a physical thing. Uh, and yeah, like looking back at it, like I'll comb come through it every now and then like that journal and kind of revisit some of those experiences. I keep track of things that I have figured out or I think I'm figuring out. I kind of keep like a, it's like a, an ever growing checklist of like, okay, I heard, you know, this deity's name in my head. Somebody whispered this name in my head. Okay, cool. I write down essentially what I was doing when I had that experience and how it made me feel, et cetera, et cetera. And then I leave it at that. And then I leave plenty of room on that page to revisit that. Or if I happen to have an experience that I know directly ties to that initial experience, I'll go back and I'll write that down. And also, essentially, kind of like what Jake was saying with the puzzle, I will slowly over time build these, complete these puzzles to a certain degree where I have a good idea or a I have a full picture of where I need to go with this you know but then at the at the end of the day it always is always more to the puzzle never finishing it but at least I'm putting myself in a good direction and keeping track of the steps that I have taken and that that progression and just slowly over time completing that puzzle.
0: I think one thing throughout this conversation I'm beginning to really respect about paganism is its complexity um, it's, you know, particularly Norse paganism and the different avenues you can follow. Um, you know, you can follow shamanism, you can follow Druidry, you can study the runes, you can go to sather, you can go to Galder runic magic, you know, you can go to so many different paths. And no matter how much someone else figures out about it. I mean, someone, people have written books on Northern shamanism, on sather, on runes and all the things on different deities, no matter how much other people figure out. You have so much to figure out on your own path and your own experience, um, and, you know, and that's what's always going to keep it fresh. It's one of the things that makes it hard and complicated because, unlike you know other faiths, you know, it's not like you just reach enlightenment one day. It's not like you just say that you love God and you get to go to heaven. You know, you have to work at it, and it's it's the most humbling experience to know that no matter how far someone else has gotten with a relationship with Odin, your relationship with Odin is still going to be different.
3: The only thing so, I could give you as far as spiritual burnout exhaustion is to walk your own path like jacob was just saying everybody is on their own path going and doing what they need to do find your path and walk your path no one can tell you how to walk your own destiny or walk your own
0: uh way through life I mean, it's kind of like with you, Shirt. I mean, you've been working kind of with the Greek stuff and looking more into the Greek. And, you know, my personal path has led me a little bit more towards like the Celtic side. Now, I still personally consider myself a Norse paganism, like a Norse pagan, but I'm learning things through Celtic paganism that I wouldn't have never learned through just studying specifically Norse paganism.
3: Right, and we each are going to do different things. You know, I'm I'm studying also uh, Egyptian. Uh, I I don't look at any of the pantheon. Peculiar or particular, I'm. I just see myself as pagan now. Um, Even Christianity itself wasn't never meant to be what it is, and like now I'm going through and rereading the Bible as a pagan, and I can see the influence that one person had to change everything. Just
0: like Snorri,
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Like, well, there's an entire Canaanite pantheon that has the Christian God in it, and. You know, I I mean, I can go. We can have a whole episode on me talking about this because I've been doing a deep dive on it. Because in my area, I'm known.
0: Fall asleep. Don't do it right now.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) in my area, I'm known as the pagan, like the the Caleb the pagan one. Literally, like that's how they differentiate me to the other Calebs (laughs) that we have in our area. But and they're always coming up to me talking about Christianity, and I just point out the flaws in it. Where it's like, you know, the the Bible says it moses was taught by the egyptians who were polytheistic uh israel as a nation if you look at the word they have isis ra and el all in the name of it so it's just the three main deities of the egyptian pantheon for their their religion
0: now this isn't exactly like you know to you but it is a a general warning for anyone that kind of ventures out into different pantheons into you know different ways of thinking is always have something to ground yourself um, I've seen it happen to people. I've had conversations with people that have allowed it to happen. but when you start going down these different avenues and you don't have roots and you don't have something that, like a lifeline, you get lost. And you know having conversations with these people, I, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's when people start going down these, absolutely crazy rabbit holes and then all of a sudden it's like they don't even have a faith anymore they just believe in these rabbit holes and these avenues and it, i mean it's impossible to have conversations like all of a sudden they're talking about hindu and they're talking about egyptian and they're like well there's a connection here to here and here and it's like now they're talking about aliens and now they're talking about giants and now they're talking about this and that and that. And it's like what do you actually believe in it sounds like you just believe in just everything and you have no concrete thoughts and you know i don't know you know in my personal experience you know people like that it's it's a struggle to talk to because i'll start talking about norse paganism and then all of a sudden we're somewhere else in the world i'm like i thought we were talking about norse gods why are we talking about this now it's like hold on you know i really do think you need something to ground yourself oh
3: definitely
1: um i think that's i think that's where you know my advice as far as the burnouts go is is don't you know, like I was saying earlier, a lot of people, they start to have these burnouts early on and then they start to explore other pantheons because they don't think that, oh, say the Norse pantheon isn't meant for me. So I'll try, you know, Slavic or Germanic or Celtic, whatever, you know, Egyptian, et cetera, Greek. Um, you know, and I feel like that's where you kind of run into individuals like what you were just saying, Jacob, is they, they've experienced these, these, uh, these breaks in a spiritual experience with the current pantheon that they're working on. And then they then move on to a different one during that time because I think oh maybe this is where I'm meant to be or this is where I'm meant to follow I think that's that's where that issue is is not allowing those those breaks in spiritual experiences to like take over and misguide and it's not necessarily misguide you but throw you down those rabbit holes of you know exploring some really kind of off the wall things and and whatnot
0: yeah and um you know one warning you know this is a very difficult topic to talk about sometimes but like there are certain red flags you're gonna have to learn on your own path man we're not even talking about spiritual burnout at this point but this is important stuff um there are certain red flags you should notice along your trip and you know uh along your journey throughout this path um and there's certain ideas that are really bad ones to start following down i want you to learn things and i've learned a lot about certain things like occultism and hermeticism and all these things but there are certain concepts when they get blended with other faiths that will only lead you down like really complicated and confusing roads that will only make your path harder um like assured you actually picked up that book a long time ago i think it was it was like a norse paganism book but it was like the tagline was become a living god or something like that and it was about like Odin or something—I don't even remember—but immediately I was like, "Dude, that's kind of got a red flag for me." Like, anytime someone's talking about become a living god, like that's some really weird, like, occultist stuff that like doesn't really lead you anywhere, and it's just gonna make you feel weird.
3: Yeah, I, I still have the. I don't even know where that book is. I thumb through it. That book like
0: seventy five dollars too yeah yeah i mean it's a nice book i mean it's a beautiful book but at the same time i remember i went to their website and they were like selling like courses on how to find like your astral projected like other self for like two hundred eighty dollars and i'm like what the hell like these are they're pagan snake oil salesmen they're what they are
3: well i mean they're not really pagan they're more uh what is it not satanic but like they want to contact more like the demons of hell stuff like that and it was like the the guy who wrote this particular book started off as a Norse pagan then went into that demonic faith and like way of life
0: yeah, so now we get, we're we getting to the spooky stuff. And this, is, again, I, I really struggle talking about the stuff uh, in Norse paganism, but that's what I mean by I, I, I be grounded. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody, you know, and the, the, one of the struggles was I was grounded in Norse paganism. I brought everything, like, I was like, dude, I understand occultism. I understand Satanism, I've researched it. I've studied it. But I'm rooted in Norse paganism, and I refuse to go down those pathways because I know they'd lead to bad things and confusion and madness. And you might think those are, it's like, well, madness is good. And it's like, not always. Sometimes madness is just madness. And you know, if you're worshiping demons, like I don't think they have good intentions for you, dude. Like maybe the point is they're making you
3: mad. <laughs> Definitely. You you gotta watch the paths you go down. But like you know what's good, what's bad. You you can feel that out. Oh, your yeah. Guts, trust your heart. Your gut will let you know, hey, this isn't good for you stop well kind of like how Caleb was talking in the last week's episode with the nine-day fasting consult your doctor will trust your instincts when it comes to your spiritual self because your your natural spiritual uh self inside you will alert you but hey this is not good step away get out
0: oh yeah for sure um yeah no I think you know, this is a really good PSA at the very end here, you know, dabbling into It's something I, you know, as becoming more seasoned, the wisdom of Odin, I don't know what is the right place or the right platform to warn about those things. And, you know, I know some people think it's okay. And I mean, I can't really change the way you think, but I have seen what those pathways have done to people and it's not a very good thing. Um, So, you know, just proceed with caution. I mean, just like Odin, I like, I've read a lot of like, you know, books on this kind of subjects and whatnot. And it's like, I've read them and I'm like, that's not for me and I shouldn't read that. And it's just like with Odin would want you to read everything as well, but just, just be careful on that path. Odin proceeds with caution and you should as well. Um, but gentlemen, I think this is a really good way to wrap up this episode because again, we ended in a wonderful, weird tangent here, but I think it's a good place to leave people. Um, you know, uh, So if you want to continue to follow us on our descent into the next you know, 40 episodes and so we get to 80 and then eventually we'll be at 100 and we'll be old men by that point. And I have no idea what the hell we'll be talking about at that point, but it should be a lot of fun. So please make sure you like and subscribe. That's the way, that's YouTube stuff. Make sure, what do you do for podcasts? You just follow it, do you like it? I don't even know. I've been doing this 40 episodes and I have no idea. Just follow it follow- and write it. Yeah, just follow the damn podcast. Um, you know, and follow the wisdom of Odin. Follow us, all of us, at our social media so you can see all the fun and the madness. It's getting late here in Germany. So if you'd like to be on the Folk Podcast, please email us at thefolkpodcast.gmail.com. And if you would like to hear us uh, talk about different topics, please let us know in, I think you can comment on Podbean or just email us. I don't care. Again, it's getting late. So let's do it one more time for episode 40. Until the hall.
2: Skull.